Welcome to Due South by Southeast, the show where we give Due South its dues. Michelle, put that ledger away, not that kind of dues. Jeez, what were you thinking? Sorry. My name is Detective Squee and with me as always is... Mountie Michelle. And... Dottie Baker! And joining us again for her, her third episode of this podcast, we only had one without her, is our Mini Mountie Prime, Mini Mountie number 001. It's. Neve. If you could speak up a bit louder because the microphone's quite low. Neve! Okay. Yeah, she said Neve. I hope you all got that. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm speaking. I say speak up and then I go, anyway. So, uh, Michelle, how's your week been? Oh, it's been not too bad, actually. Busy at work as always, but other than that, yeah, pretty good, thank you. How I about you? can't imagine how you'd be busy as an <laughs> NHS nurse. I think it's been pretty slow for them, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we just don't get enough admissions, that's our problem. Yeah, too yeah. many staff, not enough patients. And pay yeah. too much. Oh, absolutely, you know. It... I mean, yeah, when I heard that the uh, pay cap had raised, <laughs> I was like... Pfft. Are you sure for what they do? We were like, no, 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 Mr. Hunt, please. We get paid too much. Take some away. <laughs> I believe you mispronounced his name, but that's another point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had quite a good week, actually. What have you been up to? Well, as you know, I work as a care worker. Mm-hmm. Your previous profession before yes. you uh, uh, made the transition to mm-hmm. nurse. And this week, I've been particularly enjoying, because part of that job, as I, I don't know, did you learn a lot of Makaton? That job? That, no, that wasn't really required, I have to say. No. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. A Makaton, for anyone who doesn't know, you, you're probably aware. It's a, it's a type uh, of sign language, isn't it? Yeah, it's, so it's basically a very simple type of sign language which anyone can learn. It's designed for, mm. I think, mostly for children, but also people with uh, learning impediments. Yeah. So a lot of my clients use it. And uh, so this week, one of my clients put on a DVD, which they have, of something special with yeah, Mr. Tumble. Yeah, Mr. Tumble. It's my new favourite programme. Well, I say that. It's my new second favourite programme. <laughs> Third favourite, after Dog 2 and You South, of course. No, but, yeah, no, Mr. Tumble. I like a bit of Mr. Tumble. Okay, that might have sounded anyway, a bit um, better than a minute, too. I mean, I, I, I love it. Not only is it, like, for any listeners around the world, this is a fantastic show where the guy, he's dressed as a clown, and he does Makaton, the sign language along with everything he says, and you've got a voiceover of a different child every week mm. who kind of talks to him, and the best thing is the different, like, the ways the children do it. Some of them are very straight. 
Other ones sound like they really haven't got time for his business, shall we say. <laughs> and it's like he's going, uh, oh, but what we need is for, for Justin to find me these three special things. And I've also got this picture of me. He's always got three things which Justin <laughs> has got to find yes. and a picture of him. Yes. And one of the children, most of the time the children go, okay, put the picture in the bag then and then we'll magic the bag over to Justin. One of the kids was like, okay, Mr. <laughs> Tumble, put the picture in the bag. Like he he or she, I think it was a she actually, really didn't have time for his <laughs> guff. It's quite a thing. I'm enjoying the show. And I like the fact that it's, um, well, I mean, Mr. Tumble and Justin look very similar. They I've do. I've noticed that myself. And Lord you? Tumble and... Yes. Was it Sally? There's a girl who isn't... Like, everyone else is named after Tumble, apart from the female character and Justin. Yeah, I have to say, it's been a little while since I've watched it. Now my children are a bit older, I don't watch it quite so often. But you still watch it. I like that. (laughs) I mean, it's... Again, I'll I'll be tuning in from now on. And I like to think that... Because basically, the way it works is... Because these people all very similar looking. I don't know what that's about, but they all look like they're the, almost like they're the same guy, but obviously not because they've got different names. And there's Grand, Granddad Tumble as well. Yeah, yeah. And at the beginning, Mr. Tumble does this, this whole thing with the voiceover girl where he talks to her or him, like whoever the child is of the week. And then he puts... Is it a request or something of three things he wants Justin to find that week? Yeah. And also a picture of himself. Yes. And then he magics the bag to Justin, so they're never on the screen at the same time. No. Don't Stranger. know what that's about. Again, Strange. again. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I've started to think there is something to that. Like, he magics the bag to Justin, so he's not on the screen with him at the same time. They look very similar. I think it's quite obvious what's happened. They are brothers, and they've fallen out. Absolutely. Clearly, before the first pilot episode, they had him. Falling out, we don't even know over what. But I think one of them has just become like a total diva and just can't bear to be with the other one. That's what I imagine. I think it's Justin because Tumble so? Tumble may seem a bit extravagant in his performance, in his ways, but I think mm. that's just him. Tumble's just a man of passion. Justin seems a bit more mild mannered, but I, I, think, I think total diva. That's why. Yeah, I think. I think as soon as the cameras goes off, go God, I cannot work with this child. <laughs> Because he's always with children there, yeah. and um, get this child out of my sight and bring me my coffee. And really, with one episode, Sally Phillips was one of the mums. Yes, just bizarrely, just Sally Phillips was there, uh, a British actress. So that's what I've been doing this week. I've been watching Mr. Tumble. Well, that's not a bad week. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I've been working hard this week, and you've been watching well, Mr. Tumble. I did get concerned about this because uh, Rag and Bone Man, the fantastic singer, was mm. on the jump. Jonathan Ross show, which is a talk show there, mm-hmm. and it was uh, he had Rag and Bone Man on, mm-hmm. and he was talking to him about his previous career, and he goes, "Oh, I used to be a carer. I didn't know that. I now like uh, Rag awesome. and Bone Man even more. Mm-hmm. Fantastic guy, amazing voice. Yeah, but he was talking about like how um, new songs really good as well. But he was talking about how when he was doing it, people used to go, "Oh, you're so dotty if you just make like just a little more noise in the microphone, <laughs> that'd be ideal." Why do we both have hardwood <laughs> floors? This is not good for podcasting. No, we haven't thought this through, have we? This is our first edition, by the way, at Michelle's house, so thank you very much, Michelle. Um, oh, you're welcome. But, uh, Dotty, just stop. Anyway, Dragon <laughs> um, Bowman was saying that, uh, oh, people used to go, oh, it's really noble what you do and everything, and he'd say, 
Oh, well, all I, all I really do is I like I listen to Disney tunes when I'm driving the car with the guys, <laughs> and then we go downstairs and watch Disney movies. And I'm like, now, rags, as I like to call Rags. Them. Rags meal mucker. I like the fact that you're you're showing that there's more to care work than just the hardships and the wiping of bums, getting puked <laughs> on, uh, spittle which you have to wipe from people's mouths, yeah. uh, pushing people around in wheelchairs. But that is also a side to it. <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice if people kind of like, I don't want people to think we just sky all day as carers. It's a hard job. I mean, yeah, it's a hard job which has some really nice perks. It does. But they are to balance out mm. some of the worst parts of it. Like wiping someone's bum. Yes. Well, that's not a pleasure always. <laughs> is it ever a pleasure? Well, sometimes it's all right. Sometimes it's a more smelly affair. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sometimes it's more noticeably nasty. <laughs> Other times you just kind of switch up and like, yeah, done. Yeah. No. So Juice South is what we're here to talk about. Look, this is going to be a thing. Every week we're going to tell a personal story. Mine was about uh, something special with Mr. Tumble and care work. Mm-hmm. All right. Last week you had the Sega games. I did, yes. Next week Dottie's going to tell yes, a story. I look forward to that one. Yeah. She's thinking oh, something was, already. I, I thought it was going to be a preview there, but do it. She's, no. she's staying tight-lipped mm. for now. Anyway, so due south. Yeah. This week, Deefan Baker's Day Off. Mm-hmm. This, it was a great episode, but I feel like it might have formed part of the end there. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit. I think there were a few things towards the end, but I do love that Deefan Baker had his own little storyline going on. What I love about it is, it's Stephen Baker's Day Off. Most of the plot doesn't revolve around him, but no. it's kind of a B Warner Brothers cartoon kind of vibe to the bits with him in. Yes. So the bits which do have him in are like um, kind of Wiley Coyote. Yes. You've got <laughs> Stephen Baker in the uh, Roadrunner role, mm. and Wiley Coyote is the animal control guy. Yes. And that's a kind of B plot to it. And it gets named after Diefenbaker. Mm. That's what I like about it. It isn't actually that much about Diefenbaker. But this episode is Diefenbaker's Day Off. As I remembered it, it was all about him. I remember that plotline really well. And I remember at the end, uh, spoilers, he gets a wolf's license. Mm. But I didn't remember the rest of it. And speaking of which, we do actually have to kick off by talking about the plops and not... Plops and not... The plops? <laughs> Again, I'm thinking back to work. The plots synopsis for this week's episode of G South. And I'm just going to get distracted a bit. Neve, what are you doing with... Look, oh, I have to explain no. that uh, uh, there is a fake rat which uh, uh, Michelle's husband decided they should own. No. Well, it's a Halloween... Um, I'm going to say decoration. It's not very decorative. <laughs> it looks like a dead rat that's been to a really, really bad taxidermist. It's awful, it's hideous, and for some reason she's now colouring in the ears with a blue highlighter pen. And when we say she, that isn't the alter ego of (laughs) Carrie, Michelle's husband. That's as in me. Yeah. Mini Mount TV number one. Why are you colouring in in the ears uh, neon blue? I don't know. (laughs) I thought you were going to say because I didn't have a neon pink one on me. (laughs) As in highlighter. Um... So we're going to have the plot synopsis. By the way, we haven't done the Mini Mounties yet. 
No, we haven't. Let's you, see the Minnie Mounties, no, then we'll do the plot list? synopsis. We have some Minnie Mounties. Oh, we've got Minnie Mounties. Yeah, we, we've got them written down somewhere. I've well, got we've got them written down, yeah. yes. And uh, we're not going to store anything while we try and find, <laughs> we'll find the bit it, of paper yeah. while I, where I wrote them on. Because that would just be so oh, unprofessional. So unprofessional. And that would never happen on this podcast, no, no. which is slick. Slick, slick, slick. Uh, so, while I'm getting the, the list ready, actually, Michelle, which rum are we enjoying tonight? Because, of course, we have to welcome a new rum every we episode. Do. Tonight, we are we are drinking Caribbean Spiced. It doesn't say rum, but, uh, oh, yeah, spirit drink with rum and spice. With rum. With rum. <laughs> it's really technically rum. <laughs> it's a spice drink with rum and spice flavourings. Um, looking at it here, it looks like a, a little bit of a rip-off of Sailor Jerry's. Which is also a nice spiced rum. I feel like we're going to get through a lot of the rip-off ones. Yeah. As well. Like, we're going to have some good ones, yeah. but we're going to have some rip-off ones. Yeah, I'm, d- I'm now slightly worried that it says spirit drink with rum, so I'm just looking at the ingredients to see how much rum is in it. I mean, I've got to admit, it feels almost like these, the rum is losing to the spice a bit <laughs> in the flavour. Yeah. Origin taste. Rum sourced from um, Guyana. An expertly blended in France. French. Oh, we've done exotic. We have French rum. Now, normally, um, rum's from the Caribbean, isn't it? This one, France. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing says rum France. like France. Yeah, I, I do, oh, no, having said that, I do want to find a Canadian rum. We've got to oh, tie okay, this all yes. in. Yeah, we should look into that, shouldn't we? Ah. Well, it's actually, it's not too bad. Maybe um, a little too spicy. But, um... Yeah, could you, could you be a little bit quieter with your colouring in, please? I, I, I like the fact that I was trying to silently signal to Neve, could you be a bit quieter with the, sun, with the colouring, with just a little shush, like, finger in front of my mouth. Michelle's like, could you stop doing the colouring, like? <laughs> Which I don't know why I did uh, Eliza yeah, do this. Yeah, because that's not how I sound. No, you sound yeah. a little bit more Cockney, obviously. A little bit more Cockney. That's yeah. Okay. I apologise. Um, <laughs> It does say on here, though, that it was distilled in the Caribbean, but blended in France. <laughs> what? Hey? So they distilled yeah, so, the rum yeah. in the Caribbean, then they send it over to, to France, France, where they blend it with the spices. Spices, I guess. Well, the that's, caramel. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, special edition, it says on here. So. Ooh! Is there a standard edition of this? I feel like there isn't a standard edition of this. I feel like this is all the thing you're getting with this product. Well, hey, this was selected by Sainsbury's. So, wow. Uh, well, I think that's all you need to you know. know if really. it's selected by a supermarket, you know it's going to be posh. Yeah. Mind you, last week we were working on a uh, Aldi run. We were, so we've gone a little bit upmarket this week with the Sainsbury's. Yeah, um, for anyone outside the UK, again, um, Aldi is, uh, it's, I mean, it's a European supermarket, mm. I think. I know Lidl is. I yeah, think, I think Aldi I like is. to think... Well, I like to think... No, I don't no. care. But I think <laughs> that Aldi is uh, a European supermarket that came to the UK and sells stuff cheap. Mm. I think, I think, I think. I think, yeah, I think so. Anyway, we're going to go with yeah. that. So anyway, uh, we, we welcome the rum of the week. Mm. And we're also working off uh, the back end of the honey rum. And the old Hopkirk. So, um, yeah, we're getting blooded. Anyway, yeah. so the mini Mounties this week. Uh, oh, my God. We've got a special list. This is going to be the most mini Mounties we've welcomed Ooh. so far in our 
grand three episode history. <laughs> this is a little bit exciting. So the first week we welcomed one. Neve here. Neve. Hi. Last week we welcomed four mini mounties. This week we got five. Yes. Five. And it's not just people I made up. Well, I didn't make these people up. They exist. But it's not (laughs) just people I randomly went, um, you have just made my family Mounties. Yeah, but they they post being made a Mountie did agree to it. Yes. So that totally counts. It does count. So we're going to start off with, um, I actually just have to get uh, something up on my screen first. Michelle, if you'd just like to vamp. (sighs) Amateurs. Um... (laughs) Sorry, vamp away then. If I'm an amateur, obviously you'll have some slick material ready for this. Obviously, yes. I'm, I'm really prepared. Hold on, I just need to take a little bit of a sip of my nice honey rum here. Then I shall get straight to it. Because what we want really is, while I'm not talking, is for you to drink so that you yes. can't talk. And that'd be ideal. But at least I told you what I was doing. One thing I was going to say earlier on, actually, but then we moved on. But I'll go back to it. Actually. Actually, we were t- when we were talking about the Makaton and sign language, um, I do actually know the alphabet in sign language, which I would demonstrate, but, but would be slightly boring on a podcast as you can't hear it. But I, I learnt this back when I was in primary school, and they told us if you can learn it, you will get a sweet. So straight away I was on that and I learnt it, and to this day I have not forgotten how to do the alphabet in sign language. Okay, well, go on then for the podcast. Oh, because, yes. A whole minute of silence for like studio. <laughs> but they know in their heart they've just learned the sign language uh, for the alphabet. Yeah. Okay, so we've got our list of mini Mounties here. So first of all, we welcome the creator of our theme tune for this <laughs> podcast. I actually think he might have changed the tune enough to be recognisable for what it's meant to be but be legally distinct I think it might have changed just enough oh yeah (laughs) because I'm sure a lot of lawyers from Allied Alliance CBC and the BBC are listening to uh, you know create a case against us yes but nowadays they might not have much going on and they might be well I mean BBC and CBC probably Allied Alliance maybe not so Mm. much uh, but I, 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 I think it's legal distinct. I mean, you've got parody laws anyway, so we'll probably yeah, say. But anyway, we're fine. Matt Leasy Lees uh, from the Legend in My Spare Time podcast, which you should all check out because it's fantastic, uh, where they just shoot the shit about life, basically, and pardon my language, Neith. <laughs> all the look uh, you're getting right now, if that could I, be seen on a yeah, podcast. <laughs> given that she told me for using the word hell the other week, which I still yes. say doesn't count. <laughs> But yeah, that one, that one was a swear. Mm. I'm sorry, Neve. Oh, oh there's a little oh, tear, little tears, is it? Tears. <laughs> and I don't know why. Again, she's now using sign language on the podcast <laughs> as opposed to talking. That's helpful. They don't draw them on. What are you doing? I'm adding more pizzazz. Oh, you're still decorating. Oh, you're going to be in trouble with your dad. For that is this. the prettiest mouse ever. Now it's it's going to no, lose its scary. Look at it. That makes it look. <laughs> Right. She does, doesn't it? It looked hideous good. before. It looks Ugh. now as if it could glow in the dark. Ugh. Anyway, so Leezy, thank you very much for the theme tune. That's uh, Matt Lee's music, as he uh, uh, likes it to be called for the for the theme tune. Mm. Which provided the theme tune for us. Uh, Luke's by Squee himself. Me. I don't know why I'm promoting myself <laughs> in third person. But I did the lyrics, he did the tune. It was great. It and great. he it, his performance... Uh, I was originally going to like sing along with him, but but 
I mean, he was pretty good, so I didn't think I'd ruin it. No, no, it's a. Uh, he did it to a particular beat where it's like it just wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked with your voice, otherwise it would have been lovely. Quite frankly, it would have been. But that's not the point. So, uh, Matt Lees, you are Mini Mountain number six, or zero zero six. Zero zero six. Because we're obviously going to get to 100 by the time we finish this podcast. Michelle, don't give that doubting look. <laughs> we will get to 100. Yes. Our next request, and he specifically requested if he could be 007. <laughs> and I said, look, I don't know. Like, I, I honestly wasn't sure at that stage if we'd gone past seven in the mini Mounty list mm. but we hadn't which really I was hoping we were further along but that's not the point that's fine it's okay uh, Ian Tushy Rushworth one of our most enthusiastic members on Facebook and uh, I actually asked him for a reason why he thought he should be mini Mounty I thought with Matt then he just gets a pass because you know it's part of it now isn't yeah, it yeah he's part of the part team of, you don't get a choice you're part of yeah. it yeah uh, but uh, Ian put I'm a lifelong fan of the show having watched it since it's original Sky One broadcast now we did have a look into this mm. neither me or him think it was originally on Sky One now because I thought it was BBC but we think it might have got shown on Sky One later yeah well I didn't I don't think I had Sky back when it was originally on we looked it up actually several mm. places including the wiki produce of both me and Ian waste a lot of time doing this to be honest with you and uh, we found out that it was on the roster of Sky like all the shows which have ever been shown on Sky well apparently there is a list somewhere for shows which were shown on Sky and it was on there okay but I I don't think I think it was originally BBC yeah and I really can't remember what channel but I'm pretty sure when it, when it was out originally, I was watching it and we didn't have Sky then. But that's That yeah, was my argument. Yeah. I didn't have Sky, so I can't, it kind of surely originally been on that. Anyway, uh, I own the book set and have many of the songs featured in the show on both my mobile and tablet. My favourite track being Figgy Duff's rendition of Henry Martin and, of course, Paul's Ride Forever, Paul Gross. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to ride forever. Woo-chow! And that's why you're not singing the theme tune. Because <laughs> I was too good. You're right. I would have been too much. I've overpowered Matt Lee's with my awesomeness. Yeah. And uh, Ian goes on to write, <laughs> Much like Benny, I'm loyal, honest and truthful. Aww. But unlike Benny, I'm an ugly git. Oh. Look, we either have to say, like, look Ian, I'll show you a picture. Okay. Let's show that on the podcast, yeah. Well, I'm showing it to you. I believe that's him in the back. I'm, not, I'm going to say he's not an ugly git. He's not ugly. But the problem with this is, if we're going to say that he's wrong about being an ugly git, we have to take everything he's taking, saying as a pack of lies. Right. So that would mean he isn't loyal, honest and truthful. Yeah. So he's either loyal, honest, truthful and ugly, or he's really good looking and he's a devious Ooh, bugger. Yeah. You see? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm problem. thinking now. That's my problem. Because yeah. you can't just say I something's true. I think he's a liar now. Not, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Anyway... Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> but we did look up, yeah, the, the whole thing on... I, I'm just reading... Anyway, <laughs> Neve, Neve, stop. Sorry, Neve's going through a drawer. Uh, sorry about the... the, the, the crack oh, you let amateurs into the room and look what you get. A co-host in my case. <laughs> On with our list. God, the list is going to take like a podcast worth oh, of time on it its is, own, isn't it, it is. this week? It's Simon Spindles Potast. 
He is, of course, from the Wonkies. He is the Wonky Spanner Network. He is the guy who started the Wonky Spanner Network. And, uh, by the way, Simon, I know you've got uh, spindles, sorry. Spindles. Spindles. I know you've got a, a, a beautiful wife and kid. I've met them. They're lovely. If you want them also to be mini Mounties, mm, or if they consent yes. to be mini Mounties, just just give me like send me one of those thumbs up emoticons on on Facebook or Messenger because I know you listen because well like, it's your network so you know you want to make sure that only the highest quality is going on and our show yeah. so um, we can make that happen so just, just just a little thumbs up and I'll know you want them I actually did I don't know why I said to him was like come on I need you to ask to be a mini man today because I raised it with him I was going like did you hear the mini man thing do you want to be a mini man he goes oh yeah yeah sure and I go Yes, but I need you to ask. <laughs> I don't want to put that requirement on. Seeing as we volunteered our children <laughs> to be mini mounties without their permission. But I was being a stickler for the rules on that occasion. So anyway, here's a mini mounty. Thank you very much, Spindles. Thank you very much to the Monkey Spanner Network for putting this show up there. Please go to uh, the wonkyspanner.com, I believe. Yeah, looking at me like I might know. Look up yeah. Wonky Spanner on uh, on your search engine, or go to Facebook the Wonky Spanner mm. at the Wonky Spanner. Speaking of the Wonky Spanner, they've got another show on there called uh, Nerd versus World, which is uh, Spindles and Brendan Guiley. Brendan Guiley, I'm going to go with. I met Brendan, lovely guy, but I, I'm suddenly realizing I don't know how to pronounce his surname. <laughs> so anyway. He's the other host of uh, Nerdverse World, so he's a mini Mountie number... Oh, yes. Spindles, by the way, you're 008. Brendan, you're 009. And into the double digits. Like, I'm yes. sorry. Look, anyone who's going to ask to be a mini Mountie after now, and I know they're going to flood in. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to have to take... They're, they're not going to be in the top ten. I'm sorry. Look, you're going to have a very cool Mountie number. You're going to be part of an exclusive club. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be top ten. You're going to be top 100. You're going to be top 100? You're going to be top 100. Unless we go over 100, which I'm pretty confident about. I think we will. I think, I mean, of course we will. I think we can find enough people to volunteer to be And number 10 goes with, and I think I asked Lizzie about this, and if I didn't, Lise let me know and backdate this. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that I said that I would also induct his wife, Rachel. (laughs) It was 010. Yay. Uh, that's Rachel Lees. Uh, welcome to the Mini Mountain yes. Club. She's also, uh, I think she's fully cl- fledged Canadian because he's Welsh Canadian. I think she's just Canadian. She's just full on Canadian. I think so. Unless they were both Welsh Canadian. I mm. think she's just Canadian though. Okay. I don't know. But wow, you're a Mountie. You're yeah, a Mini Mountie now. Yeah. So you're full Canadian yes. now. <laughs> we are backdating you both to full Canadian. <laughs> Sorry, Lees. I, I know you're probably proud of your Welsh heritage, but. It's gone now. <laughs> That's the Mini Mountie Club business taken care of. My God, I'm, I'm sorry that you had to listen to that. <laughs> what are we, 25 minutes in? Jesus Christ. Okay. And that feature could get longer. <laughs> That's, that That's the worst of it. podcast gold. I mean, there was only five names. <laughs> so this week's episode, as I was saying, Michelle. Yes. Apparently there was an episode we watched, yes. Uh, Do you from Baker's Day Off? Yes. I don't know what point I was on at the time, but uh, I like the fact that it starts off with um, proto-Jason Statham, I'm going to call him. Okay. The, the <laughs> protagonist of this, Yeah. played by Brendan Kelly. I, what was his name again, the character? Um, 
There was a question, that by the way. You Charlie. Cannot, Charlie, 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 that's it. Charlie, yeah, see? Playing Charlie, and he, he does look like... Just like he is a Jason <laughs> Statham lookalike before Jason Statham was famous. Mm. Yeah, I see where you're going with that, yeah. And uh, and his daughter. And uh, by the way, did you uh, notice who his daughter was? Um, her name in the programme was Lucy. Can't say I recognise her from anywhere else. Well, she was played by... The name she was going by then was Azura Bates. Before she changed her name to... I don't know. Another famous Canadian? Justin Bieber. Young Alanis Morissette? No. No, not at all. I'm just making up. <laughs> that would <have> so funny. <laughs> now, Azura Bates, who was the granddaughter, though, of Kathy Bates. Okay. Didn't know that. Yeah, because I just made that up as well. Oh, well, I just started double-seeing you. <laughs> not that I'm gullible or anything. I even believe you've Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Framed on the screen at the moment and looks nothing like a lot of smart set. It's not even close. I'm probably way off age wise as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think Alanis was releasing records. I think it was, I think it was this <laughs> year. Was six years old. <laughs> yeah, 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 none of it works. Yeah. And, uh, and Kathy Bates probably would have been more daughter than granddaughter for the time as well. Oh, at least I'm not gullible. Uh, who is she? She's uh, Azura Bates. I mean, I, I, I don't think she was famous for much You else. just completely made... Oh yeah, I made, I made anything up about her being famous beyond this. I did give a quick look on our IMDb and it's pretty much just stuff So from she gave up acting the at the age of six and <laughs> never did anything else. Well, child acting. Mm. I mean, Brendan Kelly there though, who plays the dead, and this is true, I'll show you, okay. I'll show you it. So, you know, I now disbelieve everything. Well, he was in The Rock, Con Air... The Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> well, we went up in the world. All of though. our favourites. Yeah. Uh, so he had quite a career at the time. Um, I don't know what he's been up to lately. It looks like a load of stuff no one's heard of. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, an episode of CSI New York in 2004. That was the last famous thing he did. And he was also in a movie with... Um, oh, God. Um... Um, Maverick, uh, not Maverick. Uh, is it Maverick? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Okay. Uh, Jesse Stone, Death in Paradise. How have we not seen that? He was in the TV movie of that. Uh, oh, by the way, also while I was looking up this episode, I was going to give the plot synopsis. That's what I was going to do before we got off into these tangents. Oh, didn't we digress? Yeah, I, I, well, I don't think that's in character with this <laughs> podcast at all. <sighs> anyway, um, Stephen Baker's Day Off. Here is the plot yes. synopsis, of course, of this episode. So, helping his neighbour Charlie stay out of danger at the request of his younger daughter, his younger daughter, or his young daughter, brings Benton to investigate an insurance scam that might become deadly for Charlie. In the meantime, Deephan Baker defies Ben's instruction. Ben's Ben again. <laughs> Who is ring Ben? It's not. He's never referred to as Ben. No. Benny or Benny. Fraser. Yeah. Or Benton. Benton even. sometimes. Yeah. Never Ben. Uh, defies Ben's <laughs> instructions to stay inside and ends up on the run from the city's animal control service. Mm-hmm. Well, what I think here, the problem with Deephan Baker not staying indoors and being targeted by this animal control is 
In previous episodes, Benny um, has spoken how Diefenbaker is deaf and can lip-read. In this episode, I think you'll find when he's talking to his wolf, he's not even anywhere near him. How is he supposed to lip-read? One thing I do notice is, though, a lot of the time, uh, Diefenbaker is looking at him when he starts talking and looks away. Mm. And then ignores his advice. (laughs) Right. So I think they've laid out the argument for why he doesn't follow the... Well, I mean, he's obviously, he's a rogue dog. Yeah. Rogue wolf, wolf, sorry. We all know this. He's a lone wolf, if you might. If you might. But I think he's, uh, like, he is looking away, but because he doesn't follow his instructions, it doesn't matter that he hasn't had. It works plot-wise. Mm. Yeah, well, I just think Stephen Baker was being set up. That He was set up to fail. Maybe he was. Hmm. I blame Benny. Or Ben, as he's also known <laughs> by only IMDb. So let's go for our first clip. Uh, this is Fraser talking to the young girl at the beginning of the episode, where uh, we we yeah, we get a little bit more Fraser being good with kids. Yeah. Shows his character a bit more. Good morning, Lucy. Good morning. All the pretty girls are named Lucy. It's on my lunchbox. Ah, you found me out. Are you a policeman? Well, yes, I am. But in Canada. And at the consulate where I work. But outside the consulate, I'm not. Unless I'm in Canada. That's not very clear. Um, do you know what a liaison officer is? No, of course you don't. A liaison officer is... Uh, Policemen help people, right? Well, yes, we try. Can you help my dad? He keeps on hurting himself. He does? Where is he? <laughs> That's him. And uh, young Alanis there. <laughs> uh, helping show a lot. Again, it's it's another one of these opportunities to, to learn a bit more about Fraser. Mm. And I like the fact that it shows that... Dotty snoring's really helpful, thank you. <laughs> uh, so as Dotty Baker snores in the background... <laughs> It really shows that, uh, what was I, jeez, oh, I've just got distracted. Oh yeah, it really shows that he, he is this kind of like really cool, good guy with everyone, including kids, but also that he's prone to waffling and getting distracted, much mm. like I was by Dotty. See, I was making a point, really. I wasn't really forgetting what was happening. Oh my God. <laughs> As if I wasn't getting distracted enough by Dotty snoring, Neve has put on a face mask of Alfie Bow. <laughs> Which Michelle owns because she loves Alfie Bow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting into that right now. <laughs> yeah. That is creepy. Need that's... Stop that. <laughs> We're trying to talk about juice out of here. <laughs> oh, God, this is going to be the most distracted <laughs> episode ever. So it does tell tell you something about him. And yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's another one of those things where they're just building upon his character, aren't they? And Yeah, I don't feel like they've got into his babbling too much on this mm. stage but that's something they will play upon more as the episodes go on so this is another one you're still learning more about the character which I really like I, I feel like they do that all the way along you are always finding out something more so whereas in TV you've kind of got to do a reset every episode you kind of got to keep the characters the same mm. there is enough plot evolution and character evolution that you learn a bit more it adds to the richness of the character so it's almost like he becomes better at being 
Benny as the series goes on. Yeah. And scratching onto paper, even better. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, (laughs) And um, our next clip, if Michelle wants to start getting it lined up. Let's uh, give it a go. I'll give it a go. And I'll just cut this bit where I'm just waffling. The other thing which I noticed a bit later on this episode, this is one of the episodes which is uh, quite very light so I'm wondering because this is early on in the run if this was Michelle do you have an FF properly no it keeps going back to yeah yeah you do it you've got a slow FF yeah me and technology always goes together well doesn't it trying to get to 8 minutes 30 and cut there. Oh, the no, you play that. I said cut there for me on the tape, so I know where to cut <laughs> to, to to get to. Don't sound like you're talking to me then, because you know I'm right, Ian. In the future, mm. just listen to this <laughs> while I deal with my co-host. Oh, you make it sound like I'm a hindrance. Almost. <laughs> Pause. Well, I'm quite close. Eight minutes no, no, 30. No. You said eight minutes 30. And when I said pause, maybe you pause. So eight minutes 30 is the timestamp I wrote down, but that's when I realised I want this scene, so you wind back to the beginning of the scene. I'm winding back. So are they, look. They're moving backwards. Right, thanks for the extra editing job. This is a really a pleasure for me later. Play. Pause. And I'm paused. Another thing I really enjoy, because this is a, uh, it's it's a very light episode. It is, yeah. So I'm wondering as well with this, if, because this is the second episode in, I'm wondering if like, obviously they've got those two from the pilot episode, so they're kind of Mm. pop committed to having them in. I'm wondering if they had kind of prior filming issues with with Ray, with David Marciano. Mm. Maybe had something else going on at this time because mm-hmm. you'll notice when the reporter character comes in, which is another major player, which we'll get into in a bit. She kind of takes up all of the slack of his character, she and does. she's kind of a bit wisecracking. Mm. I, I'm wondering if, like, maybe some of the lines she got originally intended for him, because suddenly halfway through the episode, Ray's just there. Yeah, and believe me, he earns his paycheck <laughs> when he comes on screen. Yeah. But it's just there's, there's this big swath of the episode where he's just not in there. Yeah, that is. I mean, I really found that at the beginning as well. But one thing I kind of wondered as well is sometimes on programmes you can get episodes that are direct, you know, you kind of get more of one person on one episode than maybe another episode. It Maybe it'll be kind of heavy on Ray. And maybe it's like not going to be the more case. Yeah. a thing nowadays. I mm. think back then it was like, oh, those your cast, you have them in every episode. I think now they've kind of realised to get the best cast and especially when it's a few series in mm. usually for the first few series you have everyone in every episode because you want to establish those characters you want everyone to love them apart from like supporting characters mm. like the main characters are in every episode it's usually later on when they're doing deals and they want to maybe cheapen things they have kind of like yeah. some episodes which can focus on one character more than the other and maybe they've got it in their contract they can go off and do another film while they're doing it or whatever then you get those kind of deals usually this early on it's because they absolutely can't get the character or the actor. Yeah. I, I think he was committed to something else. It'd be it, interesting yeah, seeing possible. 
That's possible. And um, yeah. didn't the wardrobe department just make up for his presence when he was there? Oh my god! Like Ray always has the most colourful, uh, uh, weird, and wonderful shirts. This episode, they surpassed them <laughs> they themselves. I think it's like a traffic thing. On it's like, is there a yes. stop sign or a um, racing flag, like a stop flag? Something like that, wasn't it? it looks but like there's a racetrack oh. all over his shirt. Well, like someone's vomiting on the shirt, basically. And oh. then he's he's wearing something else completely different later. But it was all orange. Later on, it was like orange shirt and orange trousers. Well, it again, I'm wondering if this adds to my theory. Because he's wearing different wardrobe in both scenes. I'm mm. wondering if they got that one on another day's filming. Because yeah, he's maybe. wearing something different. Because I know, okay, it's it's set on a different day, on a different time in the episode. So, it's, of course, it's possibly changed. But wardrobe-wise, I don't know if they bother changing him unless mm. there was a reason... And then they just keep, like, who would have even noticed that he was in the same, same shirt, apart from the fact that we noticed he was in a different one. So obviously we would. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it's just because that first shirt was so noticeable. It was. It was so hideous. Oh. Uh, so, I think, yeah, I think there's, there's a bit of business going on there. But anyway, we're going to go into mm. our second clip. The thing I love about this episode as well is they have had hints of it, but this episode, more than any other so far, okay, three episodes in, but um, there's a lot of Benny busting science. Yes. So there's a lot of him kind of figuring stuff out from very mm. minor details. And, yeah, there's stuff like him licking stuff in other episodes, <laughs> and that kind of leads to something else. But I feel like they really cement it in this episode. So, uh, Michelle, clip. Constable Fraser, I hear you're quite the good Samaritan. I didn't know we had any left in this town. Well, I'm sure any one of his neighbors would have done the same. Uh, yeah. Well, Mr. Pike has suffered considerable soft tissue damage, but none of his injuries are life-threatening. Thank you. Oh, excuse me, Dr. Howard. Is there any medical reason why Charlie might be prone to these accidents? Perhaps an inner ear imbalance resulting from an old boxing injury? How did you know Charlie was a boxer? Well, his nose cartilage has been reduced by almost 80%, and his left eye socket is raised about a half a centimeter above the right, indicating a slight shift in the cranial plates. Where did you study? The Inuvik Public Library. My grandparents were librarians. You're kidding. No. <laughs> well, you're quite correct. Uh, judging from today, perhaps Charlie's taken one too many blows to the head. I see. Will you be releasing him soon? Well, there's no concussion. He should be home this afternoon. And the bill? Well, you must have inspired me, Constable. This one's on me. Now, of course, that's the moment where Benny gets really suspicious. Michelle, just pull the run. <laughs> I know. I was just going to see just, how just quiet the, I can pull be. Pull the run. Let's just make as much noise as possible for this second. Yeah, it is. We go, I could be really quiet. No, I can't, can I? I really that's can't. That's why I didn't want you to do it over the clip. I was so confident that I could be quiet. Yeah, and I wasn't. That's why I like gave this stop motion <laughs> very quickly. Move. Yeah, you can go and get a drink yourself, Neve. Yeah. <laughs> Neve is now writing messages. <laughs> can I have a drink, please? Yep. Yeah. You know where we keep them? Off you go. Yeah. Yeah. Have one of these rums. No. Don't. No. 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 <laughs> well, you can cry as you're going to get a drink, can't you? Oh, I was worried what that was after the wing statue. I thought it was something else. Uh, Neve's uh, artwork looked like something very different. This is amazing. 
It's nice. I don't know what it is, but it's nice. Creative. Yes. Lovely. Neve, I'm worried about the level of juice house knowledge you bring to this podcast, quite (laughs) frankly. It's almost like you just want to draw in the background. Yes. Are you committed to being a Mountie? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like mini Mountie Prime. That's a responsibility. It's like being co-host. I mean, you wouldn't pour drinks right into the microphone. Be responsible and not very professional as a podcaster. Yeah, because you wouldn't catch me doing something like that. And then scream top on as loudly as possible. I mean, who does that? You just wouldn't catch us doing that. Oh, the mask is back on. By the way, oh, Jesus Christ, that's scary. By the way, getting onto the rum quickly, because, mm. again, it's a feature of this podcast. Yes. Last week, wait, wait, last week, last week, last, yes, week, last week, we discovered that uh, cherry Pepsi Max and rum is a delicious combo which should be mm-hmm. tried by all. This week, we discovered Pepsi Max ginger and rum is an experiment to be done once. It's okay, but eh. it's all right. Um, my husband likes that quite a lot. You, I mean, you'd have to really like ginger. For me, it's for me, it's a uh, one one and done. Okay. It wasn't bad, but it's no cherry Pepsi Max and uh, and rum. Okay, I think I probably enjoy the ginger rum probably more than you. What was I saying about juice out though? Something Ooh. about the oh yeah, yeah. of course the, <laughs> the thing science. which really tips Benny off that this something is not above board, something isn't right is he went to a hospital in America and they're going no no charge really <laughs> you've inspired yeah. me let me do the right thing. Whereas normally it's like, whoa, 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 stop at the door. What's your insurance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I have your check now? <laughs> Please. Actually, we don't accept checks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was yeah. my little clue. And uh, yeah. So yeah. This is where Benny starts busting the signs down. He starts kind of like uh, just minute detail. I mean, he had a percentage for how much cartilage was left. Yes. Now, Michelle is a nurse. <laughs> How would you tell that? I don't think I could be that precise. Is it no business something about like the droopiness of the nose? What would the cartilage? How would that present? I don't, I'm not an ENT nurse. So, yeah, but you're a nurse, but, so yeah. <laughs> I guess um, you could look at someone's nose and tell there's something not quite right, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a boxing thing. Maybe you know people's noses grow differently, different shapes, different sizes. Um, All I'm saying is, uh, Michelle, that I, as a taxpayer pay your wages <laughs> yes and, and I now want some medical knowledge uh, and you're not providing it that's very true I mean I can look at somebody like um, what's his name very famous um, person can't think of his name off the top of my head what's his, oh QI what's his name Stephen presenter Fry? Stephen Fry that's the one I was going to say it's Sandy Toxic now <laughs> Stephen you can look at his nose and know he's probably been hit at some point and you can see the sight not quite right with his nose. When I'm looking yeah, at it, got this... broken on one stage and he didn't get it fixed. Yeah, quickly just, enough. he just left it, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. So you can look at his nose and tell he's been hit. Um, you know, I can tell that. But I have to say, looking at this character, I wouldn't have necessarily said, "Oh, he's a boxer, boxer, eighty percent cartilage." Boxer is that a, a boxer doctor? No. Okay. No, that doesn't. Well, you could be a boxer. When well, you say doctor, so I was trying to like you know, help you out, but that's yeah, fine. No, that didn't help. Not, not really. No, I, I don't think um, I'm a, obs- as observant as him. Well, uh, continuing on from that, 
Do you want to say goodnight quickly? <laughs> yeah. So our mini Mountie is just leaving us now uh, to head off to bed. Good night, um, uh, Neve. Do you have any words of wisdom for our podcast listening audience? Good night. Thank, Thank you. you for that. <laughs> Good night. Oh, Neve. Neve, just very quickly. Aww. I was sorry to do this just before bedtime, but I was saving this for on the podcast because since our last episode, uh, certain mini Mounties had a birthday. So I got a little present for you. And so, I'm afraid it isn't wrapped, but it does have a card with it somewhere. Yeah, there's your card. Thank you. And there is your present. Would there. you like to tell the listeners what it is? It's a... Uh... So you're in a unicorn? Yeah. I was told you're really into unicorns and I know you like crafts. So you That's get to true. make your own unicorn out of stuff. Socks. Like, it's socks and it's stuffing and it's all stuff and things. I'll try sewing. It's like, we'll give it a go. Well, yeah. I know you're into crafts and stuff. Yeah. Sewing's a craft? That counts. Jeez, I got your two (laughs) passions, unicorns and sewing and crafts involved. (laughs) No, you are right. She loves unicorns and she likes crafts. I mean, to me, that looks like the unicorn from uh, Despicable Me as well. (laughs) It actually looked like it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Probably cut this carpet out of the probably. podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's probably going to get jettisoned. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to count that as Hello Kitty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Danny. Love in Dottie, Barry and Mercury. Oh. Yeah, they were not included. <laughs> thank you. Right. Yay, thank you very much. Well, we'll have a good look tomorrow. You can look at it tomorrow. Sorry, I shouldn't have left it till now. I I wanted to include it on the podcast list for funsies. Oh, that's really sweet. We will make that need. I've done some. Good night, darling. Bye. Say good night, Dottie. Okay. Bye. See you all. There you go, she said it. <laughs> so where were we at? i just... Where were we at? Um. Oh yeah, okay. So good night to our mini Mountie there and uh, yeah, I hope she had a great birthday and uh, yeah, I got her some socks. Well, unicorn socks. <laughs> a unicorn kit. Unicorn socks. I must admit, like, now she's got a bed. I, I think it is cool. But I saw the kind of picture on the front. I go, that looks like the Despicable Me unicorn. Oh, yeah. And then when I was going out of the shop, I looked at the picture of just some socks in the front, in the <laughs> corner. And I was like, I hope that's decent. Like, it looked like a cool present. And then I was just doubting it when I just saw some socks. <laughs> anyway. The other thing I noticed on this episode next. Yes. There was a bit where uh, the nurse, who turns out to be the reporter, mm-hmm. spoilers, uh, I mean, I really hope you're watching the episodes along with us. She drops her file, and it is the worst <laughs> fake drop of anything yes. ever. She just kind of, like, throws it on the ground, yeah. basically. And I thought maybe, oh, maybe they're doing a thing whereby she wants Benny 
to follow her. No, not that's what I assumed as well because it was so bad. I thought, oh, she wants him. Oh yeah, you she know they're doing a bit of business. Yeah. No, it's just no. really badly yeah. done. You know, I'm a pretty clumsy person. Oh, granted. Yeah, but come on, I know a throw on the microphone and off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the difference between a throw and a drop. Yeah, because you drop things, you don't throw. <laughs> mm. Uh, so, I there is a lovely bit as well, where uh, another one of these kind of cutaways to to Diefenbaker. By the way, Diefenbaker played by Lincoln here as he was mm-hmm. in the first series or two. I don't know where this bit happens where they change wolves, but Diefenbaker's uncredited. I what know. the hell, do you South people? He's such a big part of the show. How is he not credited? I know. Just, just. Lincoln and Stephen Baker what yeah. might just and even on IMDB because he's uncredited he goes right at the end of the credit list oh. I mean, it's a crime quite frankly I think so and look Dottie is obviously furious right now snorting her disapproval yeah yeah quite rightly so and there's a great bit where like uh, Stephen Baker goes down the slide and yes. then uh, Benny just sniffs the egg <laughs> No. Which I like to think if I was parted from Dottie, as unfortunately I am half the week, uh, I say unfortunately, she's looked after very well by my ex-wife, by, by Dottie's mummy, and I'm glad of that. But I like to think if I was walking past and Dottie was just like a road away, I'd like, <laughs> Dottie? <laughs> I mean, I like to think that's what would happen. Hmm. I could smell her a mile off, especially if she farted. It's not pleasant. Nice. Um, and there's uh, the bit where they're both getting ready for the date. You've got this reporter. By the way, the reporter lady, played by uh, it's Mackenzie King, is the character played by someone. By yeah, I thought lady. I, I thought I'd written it down somewhere, but I haven't. But anyway, apparently that lady never worked again. Oh, she'd also worked in uh, on Cheers before. Okay, big Cheers fan myself. Yeah, on IMDb, it's got a picture with her with the uh, Cheers door in the background. I have nowhere to go with that, but that happened. Um, the yeah, lo- choice, maybe. There, there is a lovely cutaway scene of her getting ready, like mm. putting on the sexy outfit and like trying to hide this microphone pack because she's a reporter and she's trying to get, like she thinks Benny's involved in the uh, scam, mm. which the boxer is trying to portray by jumping in front of cast. I mean, let's get into that actually very quickly. Yeah. He jumps in, at the beginning of the episode, he jumps in front of a car. Yeah. Fraser comes over, helps him, gets him up, and then he's going, oh no, I'm okay, okay. And then doesn't give enough time for Fraser at all to have gone away so that he wouldn't notice it happening again and jumps in front of the next car. Yep. If he's been getting away with the scam for a long time, <laughs> I don't know how. Because yeah. surely someone's going to go, it's like, no, I saw him jumping in front of one car, then another. I mean, it's really blatant. Yeah, and I think that's what led to. Um... Benny kind of asking the doctor, is there any reason why he would be kind of so clumsy in front of cars, you know? Yeah. <laughs> is it the boxing? You know? <laughs> I mean, just plot-wise, that doesn't... I mean, I would prefer it if some, somehow they'd made it so that Fraser happened to be in another place where he did it. I mean, I know, obviously, but time-wise, you have mm. to fit in. It just seemed like sloppy writing to me. Or was it... Maybe just, just have once where he falls in front of the car and then... Fraser does his deduction work from there. I, yeah, I think he could have, but I think the fact it happened so quickly really did make him think, what's going on here? What, well, of course that makes him think yeah. that, but 
how stupid would the guy have to yeah, be? Yeah, I know he's a absolutely. boxer who's been hit in the head a few times, yeah. but Jesus. I don't know, it just didn't make sense to me. Mm. So yeah, anyway, she's getting ready in her sexy outfit, mm-hmm. and uh, Fraser is picking between <laughs> his two identical tunics. Yes. Uh, uh, so nicely done. Yeah. Just like the cutaways between them. And he like spends ages just doing his hair of like, uh, sweeps it back, then pats it down <laughs> and just flicks it slightly to the side. And when he's done, it's like, that is his hair. Yeah. <laughs> It was good, the contrast, you know, like she's having a, sh- a steamy shower and steps out all sexy. He's in like... Was, he's in the bath, chucking a, a bucket of water, water over, yeah. over his head. <laughs> the contrasts are good, aren't they? And she gets like a sexy lingerie on. He grabs a... Uh, like long johns, Well, long johns as they were, yeah, then yes. correctly known as. Obviously, they're, they're, very, um, they're very in now, aren't they, these onesies? But I think back then... You didn't really want to be seen dead in a onesie, did you? No, long johns were not cool. No. And now they've just rebranded them as onesies, which I know for kids they were known as that, but not for adults. No. They were just some long johns. I, I also love the fact that when he goes to the fr- fridge, the only thing he's got in there <laughs> is two corsages and some maple syrup. <laughs> maple syrup. Now, I like to think that... Two things I like to think. One is that uh, Fraser's always got two corsages in there, just in case, <laughs> ladies. Just in case. Right. <laughs> And I also like to think that when the producers are getting ready, they're going, look, let's just have the cassages in the fridge. And someone went, let's put a thing of maple syrup. That'd be funny. <laughs> and they just chucked it in there. Yeah. It's got to have been one of those kind of decisions where it's like, yeah, it would be funny. If the, yeah, yeah, if the only <laughs> thing's in there is these cassages <laughs> and maple syrup. Yeah, and it's thrown from the camera. It was just so nicely done. Not even anything to put the maple syrup on, just... No, exactly. He just, he's just, just maple syrup. Just, ah, aiming it into his mouth. <laughs> so that's great. Uh, and, of course, at 21 minutes and 20 seconds, which I know Michelle's already ready at, because, of course, she would have lined up the next clip. And I love the fact yeah. that I'm saying this now and you're still taking your time, not FFing or not getting it ready. Yeah, because I think we know how good I am. When I give you the time now. code, unsubtly, you don't go, let's go to that moment. You're like... Yeah, well, let me just fish for the control and take my time, and then, oh, well, maybe I'll FF it a bit, and uh, we'll get to the scene, and blah, 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 Well, blah, I didn't blah. do it correctly last time, so I'm taking my time to make sure it's done right this time. What was it, 20 what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it right this time. When was it I was getting to? No, 20 just last 21 time. minutes. Okay. We've been, no, we seem to be getting there a bit Okay, early. let me go into another little tangent while you're getting there ready. There... It's also a lovely thing to this, which is kind of subtly played. Mm. But if you think about the way the system would have treated Charlie, usually, mm. probably a bit of a harsh kind of... Uh, um, yeah, basically, if he was caught, he would have been just arrested. Probably pretty harsh punishment. Then he goes in with, uh, with empathy. His way of dealing with him is to see the human being behind it. Yes. And to see someone with a daughter and how can he help him. Even when he basically knows that he's done something wrong, which is kind of an ethical thing for Benny to sort out. Yeah. He's he's trying to think of causes, trying to think of reasons why someone would do this. And I think there's a lot that says said there. A lot that said there. Uh, please play it over I am talking. I am to pause. Actually, 21 minutes, a bit further. <sighs> I think it does say something about the Canadian approach a little bit. Mm. 
I can leave some dead air so that I can just cut it there. Yeah, that's fine. This I have to play it to be able to fast forward and then pause. Why? What? I don't know. It's my DVD player. I think it's you. Pause. Right, are we at where you want it to be? So, uh, we're now going to go into the clip. Did you wear extremely high heels to work, which indicates either you haven't been a nurse for very long or you have remarkable arches. And also the way you hold your wrists suggests you spend many hours at a computer keyboard. And add to that the slight crick in your neck, which indicates extended phone usage and the minute traces of printer's ink under your three-quarter inch nails, which, by the way, must be bandaging quite a challenge. And a less trusting person might assume that you weren't a nurse at all. A less trusting person might assume that you worked, say, for a newspaper. This actually, not only is it another great example of Benny busting science, that's how he figures out who she is and she's not who she claims to be, mm. which again is a theme used so much in Juice House. Also, he, he talks about like uh, with the nails and bandaging and stuff. Michelle, I believe you had some other qualms about this episode and uh, the way nurses... And by the way, we don't know because <laughs> you're an NHS nurse. These are American nurses. Yes. Mm? Yes, they are, but come on. Surely these nurses have the same infection control standards as us over here. I was fuming watching something. <laughs> you really were. <laughs> you really were going, I was and I'm like, save it for the podcast, save it for the show. Well, there were two. Now, I realised that she was a fake nurse. Yeah. So she still managed to get away with wearing a wristwatch on a hospital ward. <laughs> but, you know, you find out she's not a real nurse. And But the nurse that was on the phone, she had a cardigan on with the with the arms down and she had a wristwatch a on. A cardigan shoot her now. Absolutely. <laughs> Get her off the wards now. But she had a wristwatch on as well. And even one of the doctors in one of the later scenes, underneath the scrubs, had a wristwatch on. That's like rule number one. (laughs) You never enter a ward with a wristwatch on or anything below your elbows. And I realise I'm ranting right now. (laughs) But this is infection control. And, you know, for anyone who's English out there who might have, um, might possibly remember the time when David Cameron doing his jollies, goes round to an NHS hospital to prove, oh, I love the NHS, as the Tories do. And a doctor really went off on him because he walked onto a ward with a watch on. Yeah. That was in the news, this doctor ranting and shouting at our Prime Minister because he walked onto the ward with a watch on. Because it's something you don't do. <laughs> and well, Even visitors? Visitors, it's a bit different, but in the clinical area, you're not allowed to have anything. Oh, so Cameron's getting shown around a yeah. uh, restricted area. Yeah, so and he had a watch on in this doctor. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> Completely went off on him. But yeah, I mean, as a doctor or a nurse, it's you know, it's rule number one. You don't have anything below the elbows. You know, it's about protecting your patients from infections because things will stick to them <laughs> infections bugs bacteria everything will stick to them so you know I, it's, it's a little bit boring of me but can this I... was a party political <laughs> broadcast brought to you on behalf of the uh, michelle's a pet and nhs nurse <laughs> campaign i'm sorry but we're, no, we're fine, so fine. trained <laughs> to pick up on these things when we're at work and we're taught to challenge people as well so you can't help but spot all these things and it's one of the things i probably notice more often on programs is it's something that the um 
the wardrobe department on these programmes don't think of and it's something I always pick up on and it really bugs me. All I'm saying is thank God there's laws given to us by the European Union which prevent, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're very strict in the rules from the European Union on what you can and can't do and those rules are in place and I mean say we were to get rid of that then the Tories would have a field day just chucking out legislation left, right and centre. I'm sorry, and what exactly <laughs> are the Tories going to bring into our NHS to improve it? Well, no, this is my point. They're not. That's, they're they're going to get... Anyway, look, this is going very topic. <laughs> I just think they're going to get rid of the European Union, then they, they're going to use that as an excuse to get rid of the uh, Court of Human Rights from Europe, which they've tried to get rid of before, and saying, well, you want rid of Europe, let's get rid of this as well, and then they're going to strip down the uh, legislation as another excuse to get rid of the NHS. So back to due south. <laughs> not, not even going to start ranting on that right now. I'll save that until a bit later. <laughs> a, a very subtle subplot of this podcast might be occasionally the fact that we voted different ways in the Brexit thing. <laughs> I wouldn't get me started on what the EU, the EU has done to our NHS. But you know what is good is the Canadian healthcare system. <laughs> so back to due south. I love the fact also, just this is a very random point, but I had never noticed that they bring back the coffee machine yeah, guy. Hugo, is it Hugo? Is it you, I think his name's I love Hugo. the fact that you've learned his name much like Fraser does, <laughs> yes. and he gets a better cup of coffee because of it. He got chamomile tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> it's, the second, it's basically the same joke, but I don't care. I love it. Like, whereby, yeah, uh, Ray... Uh, loads off on him goes like oh jeez this is a joke what the hell are you doing with it this coffee is a travesty and then he goes well, what the hell do you want me to do about it oh Fraser here's your special chamomile tea <laughs> <laughs> I hope he appears in more episodes I, I do not remember that guy at all from no, I don't, but, this yeah. is what I think we're going to pick up on is the subtle yeah. themes of this much like the Brexit thing with us um Yes, I've already covered the fact that Ray and Mackenzie kind of get a little bit interchangeable. But later on at the end, again, I'm wondering about the end, how quickly the end was written. I'm sorry, I just had an idea. That's why that (laughs) piggy sound. I'm wondering why, or wondering if, most of this episode was kind of plotted out with Ray. Then they substitute, this is my theory, then they Hmm. substitute in the Mackenzie character. Yeah. And then they rewrote the end, which I think wasn't working, and because the end of this episode does not work at all. No. It feels like they've just transplanted an ending, and there's a lot of scenes at, near the end with uh, Ray and Mackenzie, both with Fraser. Yeah. Which, I mean, they're kind of fun. Those actually I quite like, but then it just really goes off the rail near the end. Mm. Uh, uh, sorry, Michelle. Yeah, I was going to say, I quite like the bit when um, they get in the car and they realise that she's sitting in the back... And clearly there was a previous um, story that she tried to put out or something and she hates the cops. And I think one of her stories was against cops. So you got Ray sitting there going, get her out of my car. That It was quite common. That was an uncanny yeah. Ray impression. Was it good? It's pretty dumb. Did you think? Do you think I was Ray? I was like, where, where's Ray Vecchio? Where, <laughs> when did he enter the... Like, not David Marciano. It was Ray Vecchio, I thought, entered the room. Okay. Britain's uh, got talent with that impression. Oh, yes. <laughs> and they're just waiting for a due south act. But yeah, there's a girl... Like, yeah, the girl, the kid, 
mm. is thrown into the air by her dad near the end. That was amazing. I mean, the like even with any amount of cutaways, this wasn't working. <laughs> thrown in the air, caught by Fraser, who's on top of the building. Yep. Couple of stories up by yep. the looks of things. Catches her, of course. <laughs> of course. And then the dad gets run over by a truck. Yep. No way he's alive. Nope. Certainly not <laughs> uninjured. And then there's a scene where you know, you you show they show the front of the truck. Yeah. And he just calls out from in between. Like he, it's meant to be. I guess that he landed between the wheels. He did a drop and roll. Even if he had landed between the wheels, he got knocked over by the car or by the truck. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad, wasn't it? Nothing about the ending works. No. Whatsoever. Which is a shame. I, I mean, I, I know you're saying this is a bit of a grey episode, but I did quite enjoy it. And I did like the silly little um, bit that was going along with Deef and Baker in his day off, going to the park, as you do. As a yeah, wolf. that's lovely. And the resolution to that was yeah. very neat. Uh, just uh, Ray turns up with a dog uh, wolf licence, yes. which he's, of course, doctored from a dog licence. <laughs> yeah. And then you got Ray does a little look on his face like, oh, well, I'm, I'm glad I've got this license, but that that's not quite right. And he kind of his just... His morals goes, are just like this, in a this tangle sort, right Yeah, now, but then they? this kind of shrug where he goes, yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks off, which I kind of like. Uh, so that's really nice, really nicely yeah. tied up. But the main story, yes. tie up of the storyline, it just, it, it doesn't work at all. No, unfortunately it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, until then, it was a very, very enjoyable episode. Yeah. So uh, we, of course, before we give our um, uh, what, what's going to be this week? Before we give our uh, detective badges out of ten <laughs> for this episode, uh, we have to, of course, come up with two people from this episode. Ah. And we start, of course, and Michelle. I know you won't have forgotten to do this because no, no, it's I haven't forgotten. I may have struggled, <laughs> but I haven't forgotten. Okay, let's start with the most American. The most American. I think I'm going to go with Charlie. Yeah, with Charlie. Yeah, I was kind of... There's a little bit torn between the journalist and Charlie, but I think I'm going to go with Charlie. Why'd you go with Charlie? I'm going to go with him because I think he's a... Even though he's part of something illegal... Yes. <laughs> he's, he's a bit of a scammer. I think I don't think he's a bad guy, and I think, like, Benny picked up, you know, he's a good guy. He's trying to just pay his bills and raise his daughter on his own, and I think he's he's a... Wants, the American way. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think he's a bit of a stand-up guy, really, and he's doing his best in a stand hard up, world. Stand-up guy until a truck goes over, over him, and then he can fine. drop and roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can chuck his daughter up in the air, drop and roll under a truck. Not an injury. Well, I'm going to disagree with you here. I okay. did go with a journalist, uh, yeah. Mackenzie King. I-, I thought just her uh, moxie at trying to get the story. Okay. The undercover works really nice. I don't know why, but that just feels very American. The stakeout yeah. thing. Yeah. I know we do have cops who stake out over here, but we never have a stakeout. There isn't a culture of stakeout in our media. No. Like, when you. You just don't see that in kind of a lot of cop shows in the UK. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they go undercover. Stakeout, stakeout feels, sounds very American to us, doesn't it? Feels very American. Yeah. And she's a journalist and she's kind of like very tough assed on uh, like her contrast against the extremely Canadian uh, Fraser <laughs> yes and, uh, she's she's winning best like most American okay. of the week for me okay yeah I was torn I have to say so most Canadian American woman oh, yeah. they kept they, oh, they were yeah, singing yeah. at the end and it was in a couple of times in the episode I mm. believe uh, by the guess who originally mm. 
So most Canadian. Now, again, this is one. Look, this is going to always be easy. There is going to be some episodes. There are going to be some episodes. No, there is yeah. going to be. There, there are going to be. be. There will be some episodes where there aren't a lot of Canadians on screen. And yeah. we've said we can't have Fraser, and we've used Stephen Baker last we week. Have. So we can't. We can multiple use Stephen Baker, but not every week. Let's not go mad here, Michelle. But can I use him this week? No, because <laughs> no. we've got to find someone else who oh. maybe is American but became off as Canadian. <sighs> Do you want me to go? Yeah, you go first. Let's see what you've got. I came up with Lucy, the little oh. girl. The innocence, oh. the wonder, the goddamn uh, sweetness and purity of soul that is Canadian was okay. within her. As a child, oh. she demonstrated all of that. Like Willie last week, which by the way was a character, <laughs> was a, a fine young man. Yeah. But he, he was a bit street smart. He was a bit... He was. He was, from, he was quite he American. He was a bit cheeky. He, he was. was a bit cheeky. He was not Canadian. No. In any way. This kid though, she was Canadian. Oh, but if I can't go with Deepen Baker, I'm a bit stuck. Well, you could just agree with mine. Yeah, I'll agree with yours. Lucy. I was going to say, <laughs> you don't always have to disagree with me. That isn't part of the, the show. Yeah, okay, I think... Uh, I, I thought you were going to say, yeah, but I feel like it is. I feel like I should disagree with you. No, yeah, okay, in that case, yeah, Lucy. It's totally Canadian. Let's go with Lucy. I think her mum was probably Canadian. She's half Canadian, yeah. Well, we never met her mum. Yeah, but, so, so we don't know, do we? Yep. Yeah, so she can't be the most Canadian I'm in the episode. I'm not saying she is. I'm just saying maybe her mum's well, I'm Canadian. I'm glad you're not saying she is, because she's not, not even in I the episode. I never said that. I said maybe. Yeah, but she's you're not, not in the episode. You're not listening to me. I said maybe. Maybe? There was no character called maybe. I never said there was a character called maybe. a character from Arrested Development. Oh, which, by the way, I've been watching recently. Fantastic show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we of course have to give it the uh, detective badges out of 10. Okay. So I'm going to try and change what it is out of 10 every <laughs> week uh, and run out of things after about week five. Okay, well, shall I kick it off? I'm going to give it six. Six? Six out of 10. Yeah, I mean, it's good to yourself, it's not great to yourself. Mm. And there's moments of greatness, but the ending. Overall, oh yeah. my god. The character of Charlie was a little weak for my liking. Mm. The kid was. Kind of like the kid was only one with two. Oh, I mean, young Lance Morissette. Was I mean, I preferred her later work. <laughs> About a year later, when she was releasing records, I thought she was better. Quite frankly, oh, the irony. I mean, uh, I've got one hand in my pocket, and I ain't giving a peace sign to that kid. Uh, <laughs> she was fine. She was fine. But I, I just don't think it was very strongly written for her or mm. for the uh, dad. And there was kind of too many things they were trying to do in this episode. Yeah, I, I feel like it's. Yeah, I mean, I liked the Mackenzie character. Yeah, she was good. Uh, but, yeah, just, it was almost like the plots were fighting for dominancy. Mm. And there was kind of, like, it was more about the character stuff between, well, Fraser and everyone else. Mm. <laughs> like, he was he was clearly the star of this one. I know he's the star of the show, but uh, where Ray was taking a back seat, it was kind of a double-handed between him and Mackenzie and then him and Ray. And he was kind of put the doctors to shame, wasn't he? He was totally. <laughs> um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna six out of ten. I will yeah. agree. I will agree with six. Okay. Out, it was, I was between five and six. I will, I will give unity to this podcast for six out of ten. There we have it. So um, next week, oh, next week. Mm, Do you know which episode we got? That's the one with Leslie Nielsen, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something horses. 
Yeah, he's sat on a horse in the picture, isn't he? So no, no, the name of the episode, though. Not just he was sat on a horse. <laughs> they eat horses, don't they? Okay. Which well, I believe is good to do with tainted meat. Okay. I believe well, we had tainted... that over here, didn't we? Well, this was the years horse before, sweet, though. Horse sweet? The horse <laughs> meat scandal, I'm trying to say. I believe there's rancid meat in the supermarkets, and I forget what the conclusion is, but I know it's got Leslie mm. Nielsen in it. It's a okay. damn fine episode. I'm really looking for it. I think that one's going to be perhaps a series highlight so far. Okay, I look forward to that one. But for this week, we have long since run out of steam. So we're going to wrap up this episode. <laughs> I hope this was enjoyable. This is probably my most ramshackle episode yet. I really enjoyed last week's. So I thought it was kind of like the most fun episode so far. Very sweary as I was listening back to it to edit it. <laughs> You're but, putting lots of beeps on it. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, fuck it. It's just going to be as it is. There yeah, the mini right mount, there. There the mini mountie's gone to bed, so I'm going to sweat. <laughs> but anyway, for this week, I've been Detective Scree. With me has been mini mount, mini mountie. No, I am. <laughs> I'm full mountie, full mountie. Michelle, you probably just think of your own height, because <laughs> now, I mean, you're the second tallest in your family. On yeah. you after your, your there goes. Oh no, when, when I say second, you're not anymore, no, are I'm you? Third now. Hey, is My it? son is now taller than How me. How old is your again? I mean, an adult, I assume, with that kind of height. No, he's 13. So you're shorter than 13 I am shorter than a 13 So, Minnie Mountie Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Squee. Doctor Squee is my... Uh... Oh, by the way, please listen to... If you love Doctor Who, like I do, please listen to our uh, sister podcast... Uh, which is a Gallifrey Stance, where Michelle occasionally guest stars, and we talk about Doctor Who, and we get people on from Doctor Who and stuff like that. It's pretty good. Yeah. And also joining us was <laughs> Dottie Baker. And for this week, uh, please make sure you keep your compass due south by southeast. Take it away, Lizzie. <laughs> Oh, and uh, uh, Joy asked if we could say into the microphone, we has drunk all the rum. But we hasn't. we got more to do. <laughs> no, but just say it. Like, we has drunk all the rum. That's the line which my housemate requested we say. Okay, we can say that. We has drunk all the rum. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>